Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where free bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with the Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. I'm back, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah let's be back. Bad. Yourself? All moved? Yeah, all moved. The internet works again. We didn't blow the house up. Noticing now we're recording, it's a bit echoey in here. I'm just going to have to sell a tape some egg boxes to the walls. But yeah, we're in, we're happy, it's all good. <laughs> Live from Scotland for one night only. Not for one night only. You've moved there permanently. <laughs> yeah, for, the, for the ongoing future. <laughs> for the foreseeable Andy Conduit Turner. Yeah. Again. Have you changed back. anything about your life since you've moved to Scotland, other than the fact that you've moved? That's one um, big part of your life, I suppose. No, I mean, other than that change broadband providers i mean that's a that's a major change that's um, a big move for a lot of people you know that can be life-changing it's a big it's a big it's a big thing but uh other than that no nothing's nothing's really that different if you go to Is greg's they do a macaroni and cheese pie do they well they did in the edinburgh one a few years ago like 10 years ago actually Can't it's wait. probably still there if a good one's buying <laughs> 10 years ago it's the same one <laughs> they've still got the same one left no one's gone in to get it since because no one wants I'll, it only you yeah i'll commit to that macaroni cheese pie sounds wonderful or it does sound like the Stop, lot of carbs. most dangerous food for burning your mouth on it feels like that would be burn city yeah that's going to be hot know. forever i don't know i feel like macaroni and cheese is quite thick i don't know if it Something more liquid seems to be hotter. It's shoot. It's got the ability to shoot out as well when you bite into it. Yeah, well, like yeah, it dribbles out be... almost as bad as a meatball marinara subway sandwich. <laughs> Popping Dangerous out. foods. Now I feel like a mac and cheese because of the viscosity that it has. If you yeah. bite into that and take a bold bite, juggling that round yeah. your mouth. Did you say viscosity? Viscosity. Yeah. <laughs> if you're juggling that round your mouth, you know to try and it. <laughs> That's not. That's going to just stick to all the surfaces. You're just going to yeah. burn more surface area, and then when you swallow it, if it's too hot, it's going to burn you all the way down. Like when you have a hot tater. Yeah, Ooh. and you feel it like hot burning. Tater. You know, in uh, the Dread movie, when he goes hot shot and he shoots that's that guy it. in the mouth, it's exactly that hot spud. <laughs> right in his, in yeah, in his in his law master, he's got a uh, just a potato oven. He uh, gets him out, loads them into his gun, fires them down people's throats. Yeah, just and then he puts this it very... to his next uh, mode. 
and he shouts, I am the slaw. And he follows it up with some coleslaw. <laughs> All the layers. Why are we not working on 2000 and AD, 2000 AD right now? I don't know, not for lack of trying. They always submit to those open submission things. You guys are missing out, you fools. This mm. is the content you could be having. Come on, guys. God's sake. He gets demoted and he has to, that's when he gets like he gets in trouble, so he has to work in the canteen. That's what happens. <laughs> not yeah. a canteen again. And then he canteen burns his mouth on hot tea. I burned my mouth on a hot fish cake literally just before we recorded tonight, and it's, I'm still feeling the pain. Still feeling the pain. Uh, so we're gonna work through it there, guys. I'm gonna power through. Don't worry. Real, real life horrors, dangerous foods. <laughs> that's that's the first topic of the day. Yeah. Sometimes crisps can be dangerous if they're going on the wrong angle and they just oh, like yeah. catch God, you. Yeah. If you like ninjas, ninjas refusing to go and the knives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like a pirate uh, on a sail with a sword. They're yeah. like that. Crunching <laughs> down. down. <laughs> and they'll sometimes get you right in the right in the gun line. Oh, oh, oh no, yeah. don't, don't. Although the most it's less it's less likely to cause injury, but more likely to cause annoyance. Bearing in mind we're a primarily a film podcast. Yeah, when you popcorn. <laughs> yeah, well, popcorns are the worst. I think Again, Again, the, Yeah. Oh. When you bite into a rock solid popcorn kernel, my life flashes before my eyes. I at think. what point do you <laughs> at what point do you do you give up or do you go, I'm powering through this kernel? No, I I stop immediately. And then if anyone's being annoying at the cinema, you can spit them at them like that. Birdo from Super Mario 2. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Uh, yeah. Any horror news? I'm asking myself. Any horror news, Ben? Well, I've seen some you. stuff. I'm glad you asked. Let me tell I'm glad you bloody asked. Uh, don't know if you saw that Mike Flanagan and Netflix have done another thing. I don't know if it's it's another horror series, but is it following on? Is it linked in any way to the haunting ones? I don't think so. Mid- Maybe. Oh, Midnight Mass. the series. Right? Yeah, so it's called Midnight Mass. Uh, tell, tells the tale of a small, isolated island community whose existing divisions are amplified by the return of a disgraced young man. <sighs> disgraced. And the, and the arrival of a charismatic priest, which is much better. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Dancing to the shots. I'm the charismatic <laughs> yeah. priest. <laughs> hey, I'm the charismatic. So it looks like it's got a lot of the same cast members. What's his name from ET, with a with a questionable mustache on his face. The alien um, from ET. Uh, no, what's his face from ET? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, he's Elliot. in all of the. Yeah. He's in all of them. Yeah. 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 Um, who else have we got? Is his wife that... in it again? Like Katie Siegel? Yeah, again? looks like she is. I can see a picture. I feel like I'm still. I've still got a bitter taste in my mouth from the haunting of Bly Manor. And it's almost made me not want to bother with this. Oh, I don't know. I really liked it. Like, I, mm. I I thought it started more slowly. And to the end, it's not really a, a horror film or a horror series in the same way as Hill House was. <coughs> but it was quite a nice story. And it had one in particular visual that, that like really stuck with me afterwards. You know, there's that bit where you've both seen it, right, all the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, spoilers for Bly Manor, anyone who hasn't. But um, you know, there's that bit where um, the guy from the bodyguard is having a row. The bad, the bad boyfriend's having a row, and then he just gets grabbed by Kate <laughs> Siegel and strangled out instantly. And it's like 
Oh yeah, he's dead in a few seconds, but it's just out of oh, nowhere that yeah. she grabs him. That was that uh, has really stuck with me to the yeah. point where you know completely irrationally and horror movies don't usually stick with me. But then I came to like after that we finished the series about a week later, just woke up to go to the toilet in the night, and I was about to step across and like in the house we were living in, open the bedroom door and you step out directly across into where the bathroom was, and I just thought to myself, someone just grabs me and strangles me to death right now. Throws me into the lake. <laughs> it throws me into the lake. It's um, annoying, isn't it? Because you'd be like, oh, unfortunate. Oh, and I'm a ghost, am I? And I can't leave f- these grounds. Yeah, be a, face- be a faceless yeah. ghost and have a weird sort of time compression thing going on. Yeah. How, yeah. how irritating. But yeah, I, I liked it in the end. But anyway, sorry, Ben, I um, did derail you. Com- when it comes around to that new Midnight Mass series coming out, I might feel differently. I might give it a chance. Um, I can't remember when's it coming out this year, I guess. Halloweenish, um, maybe that'd be sensible. Halloweenish, that's my favorite time of the year. Halloweenish, it's the best time. And people would say Halloween has officially begun because in a lot of the um, shops that usually sell all the Halloween gubbins, I'm not talking outfits and stuff. I'm talking about like all the stuff for your house. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. already they've already got like significant Halloween sections going on, and I feel like. Well, it's August now, but July feels incredibly. Yeah, once early. once that back to school stuff has been swept away, it's downhill all the way to halloween right for the shops yeah it's a then, slippery slippery slope all the November way down first week of fireworks in the shop and then it's time for christmas again just knock bloody firework not on its head now isn't it just knock it on its head we've seen and seen enough videos of poor little dogs terrified yeah let's just all get together yeah. and go let's just turn it in you can get your dog's thunder jackets which oh yeah I mean, they're scared of fireworks and stuff. I don't know what putting like a thunder jacket on them is going to... I feel like the thunder jacket itself sounds pretty scary. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like it's Get this up. thunder jacket on. No! I think it's actually just a hug for your dog, right? It's just like... Yeah. Uh, it's just, like a, it's oh, got you. just a bit of a, it's a tight jacket, isn't it? So they feel all secure. <clears throat> yeah. Just get, just give your dog a hug yourself. You go, oh, I'm too busy. got things I can't really be giving you a hug for the duration of this fireworks display. <laughs> Why do people like? So, why do people set fireworks off like in the daytime as well? What's that about? Well, uh, kids dangerous at night. Yeah, I've got to be in before one, dark. Remember one time years ago, first time I lived in a house away from my parents. Me and a few friends, we got one of those firework sets. There's like fifty in one box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we set into the garden. We set the first one off and the neighbor, it went, it went off and exploded. The neighbor poked the head over the fence was like, excuse me, sorry, can you not do that now? My husband's trying to, and then the second one went off. Oh, and then she went, no, sorry, can you just not do it? And the third <laughs> one went off. It was like 50. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not a, one of those rude boys you might have heard about, but this was a, a one-shot deal. So We did have that exact conversation. That one sentence took about 20 minutes to get through. Yeah. Just in between each firework. I'm really sorry, but it's going to be 50. At the start of every one, she started the sentence again, like it was a brand new situation. Excuse me, can you, not in the middle of the day. Oh, I don't think we said anything. I think we just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry. Ignore her. She'll go away in a minute. I've started what? the process. I can't undo this What, was her, hus- what yeah. was her husband doing, do you reckon? Well, he wasn't asleep. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, who's got insomnia and can only sleep between this time, 4 and 5 p.m., and now you've woken him up, you bastards. And he's got PTSD. Yeah. Ah! 
there's, <laughs> there's horrible teenagers once upon a time um we were at my girlfriend at the time's house and her dad was running the fireworks for us um and he came and said you know the neighbors over there complained the other year when we had fireworks so i will give 10 pounds to any of you that can um bounce a rocket off their roof and we used the roman candles as like after the roman candles had gone we used the pipes that the roman candles came in as like bazookas very dangerous if you're listening at home kids Christ, don't right? do that that was probably the one of the worst things ever um well, it, but, say, well, it sounds like, great though i mean it, it <laughs> felt like an absolute boss firing a rocket out of a roman candle it's like, it sounds like it sounds like a good thing to do but i feel like if i witnessed it with like people I didn't know, I'd be like, "Call the police!" Idiots. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. one of them was gonna burn their eyebrows Look, off. Looking at the thing, just doing like a one liner, like "You're fired," and then a fire and the rocket out. What a time! But yeah, bad business. Now I think back at it, probably still dwell on that a little bit sometimes and feel guilty now. But you know, at the end of the day, no one was hurt, and the house was far away. I think he wasn't I bet you bad. Don't. He wasn't I bet a you bad don't. man. I think he knew it was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. What else we got? Uh, oh. Evil Dead, the game, which I think we've mentioned once or twice on this podcast. It's been set for set for release now, February 2022. And I think it was delayed a little bit because there is going to be a single player campaign option, which is lovely because, good. Uh, yeah, good. Good. I'm, ha- I'm happy for anything to be delayed for a single player campaign op- option yeah. to be added in there. Yeah, because, you know, just <clears throat> online only, I think it's got, if you're not much of an online player anyway it's got a shelf life like you might enjoy it because it's mm. evil dead but then you'll go okay i've had enough of that i'm gonna move on with my life yeah but- and you're reliant on the being people on the servers and people that are of the right skill level to play against because the problem i have with a lot of online games is unless you're in day one and learning the maps and getting good if you miss that initial wave then you'll go to play a bit later and everyone else is great and you're absolute dog shit and you, yeah. you lose every single time and it becomes I'm not saying that winning's everything guys i'm saying it's awful and not fun when you never win yeah, yeah it's terrible yeah. Uh, i i was thinking about this recently like what do you reckon is like the oldest gaming server that people are still like active on you know, like when PS2 had... Um, it would be like Quake 2 or something, right? Yeah, people. Yeah. I bet people still play Counter-Strike as well on yeah. old... Yeah, there'll be things like that. And Team Fortress <laughs> is getting on a bit as well now, and I bet that still goes. Oh, That's amazing, though, to think, to think that like there are still people out there playing it, and you log on and there's someone else playing that exact game that you've decided to play at that exact moment. That's pretty yeah. intense. Because like, a lot of the old ones, they don't have like active servers do they you host them yourself when you post games and you have like networks where you can find games but yeah i bet there's some super old ones that you can still get games <clears throat> or random vague games where you're like surely there's no one in the, around the world playing this and then you log on and there's loads of people it's crazy it's crazy okay so that's that that's nice single player evil dead there was this isn't much news, but there was like a Stranger Things 4, like mini trailer, 30 second thing. So this is obviously something that's got hit quite hard by the pandemic in terms of delays. I think we're supposed mm. to get it at some point this year, right? Yeah, it was meant to be this year, I think. I don't think it's officially got. Like those, those kids are going to be full grown adults by the time they get around to this, aren't they? They're going to turn around and everyone's going to have a beard. Well, maybe not 11. They're going to be older than us. They're gonna, <laughs> somehow they're going to be older than us. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, because I keep thinking, obviously, Ghostbusters Afterlife has got, what's his name in it? Finn Wolfhard. And I think by the time he's doing the press for this film, a film he probably shot like three years ago. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, I've got, sorry, guys, I can't get up to shake your hand, James Gordon. I've got a bad back. <laughs> it's be smoking like chain smoking. Yeah. Uh, sorry, so, yeah. I've got to take this. It's the kids. Yeah. Have you done your homework? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was annoying. So they didn't really like say, oh, don't worry, here's a release date. They just said sometime soon. They 2022, next- I think. I think it is officially next year now, right? There we go. There we go. Uh, and the last piece of news I thought I'd discuss, considering last week we reviewed um, Old. Did you see Old in the end, Andy? I didn't re- get around to it with the movie. Not I, old I listened, enough. I, list, I listened to the episode anyway. Um, okay. Oh, spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, now I've moved to Scotland. There are there are what was it? There are more colours, but they're less bright. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Oh no. Yeah, I enjoy. Um, I enjoy. I've, I've, I feel like I've got what I needed to from that film yeah um from hearing you guys talk about it and i'll use the <clears throat> limited cinema time i have while we've got all this things going in and settling in down here to go and see suicide squad yeah oh, mate Definitely. i just feel like you will really i don't oversell it to you because i hate when people do oh, that. i know i know i'll like it i'll be fine it just feels very uh, <clears throat> like much like you will enjoy it i think very handy. Uh, so the last piece of news I saw was a story I saved because I thought we discussed M. Night Shyamalan last week. Why not discuss this interesting bit of news, uh, which isn't a bit of news, it's from the past. Apparently M. Night Shyamalan had an idea for and conceived his own Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> so he says, oh my God, I mean, it was fantastic. Obviously, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. So this was a dream to be asked as a kid to go see a movie in a movie f- yeah, so basically, I think he was talking to somebody, and there was maybe him going to be making an Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if it was going to be like the Crystal Skull movie, which came out in what two thousand and eight, or the I fifth can't movie. I think of it, many people were suited to do that kind of film. <laughs> uh, and what? But I was going to bring it up and say, what would the M Night Shyamalan Indiana Jones be? I mean, he says, I feel like there's already a twist in there. It's like, well, they're not space aliens; they are interdimensional beings. the knowledge was the treasure all along Um, my whip my whips made of bloody licorice (laughs) (laughs) yeah who who do you think would be worse than ben or or are you thinking who would be uh what would his yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying i think it would be bad what i'm saying is because obviously even though he's got a signature style he still did try and make a blockbuster in terms of like the last airbender and yeah good point so he did obviously try his hand at an, at an existing property. What did people um, not I, like about that? I mean, I guess it wasn't good enough for the source material. I don't know the source material. I don't actually I know, the, know. The fans of Avatar Last Airbender are like, it's got a huge following. And um, I, I think it just missed the yeah. mark on the aesthetic in the same way that maybe not in exactly the same way, but the backlash is at the level of like Dragon Ball Evolution. I think oh. it's just one of those things that's incredibly difficult to adapt. Well, I think it's one of those it. arguments for like animated is probably fine for it to just stay that way. Can you remember the video of that guy who went Super Saiyan? <laughs> He's just a guy like <laughs> on... Yeah, well, he thought he was. Um, I guess he thought he was. It seemed like he legitimately thought he was powering up, and um, but just never climaxing. Uh, but then someone had kind of dubbed it and done the effects to make it look like he had. He was, he, never, he, was try, 
Are you trying to say he was trying to climax and he never quite got there? That is frustrating. You know, fuck it out. Just checking. Last Airbender's got just 1.1 1. 1, um, out of five on Letterboxd. Um, yeah. People are just saying. People just, just... Someone just wrote incompetent here. <laughs> That's the that's that's the shame. While why and I heard you talking about it last week, I was chatting along to myself when I had my headphones on. But you said, "Oh, the guys aren't responding to me." But um, <laughs> rude. But, uh, yeah, like that's such a shame. With you know someone like him getting like reviews of incompetent and so on because his films that hit are great. Are great. Yeah. I, yeah. I will argue that a lot of his films are at their absolute peak the first time you watch them but um you know a number of his films i think we were talking about it on the group like we're gonna have to do the signs at one point because the signs is a great movie mm. yeah yeah i love signs i haven't uh, seen yeah. that in a long 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 yeah, maybe time. maybe it's dated who knows but there are bits that when i when i saw the signs at the cinema incredibly I effective yeah, that's interesting. What would be the most mad version of Indiana Jones? Like, because I'm quite baffled by the fact that like Ben Wheatley is doing. Uh, what's he doing? Tomb, who's, oh, uh, the Meg Two. The Meg he's Two. He's going to do a Tomb Raider movie as well. But yeah. Ben Wheatley, <clears throat> I feel like he kind of wants to do more of the big budget stuff as well. Um, you know, with Free Fire, that's kind of action orientated. It's yeah. one big action piece. That. Yeah. Um, I think I think it'd be interesting to see Ben Wheatley do that kind of stuff. Mm. If you yeah. if you have any worries about what old M Knight would do with um with Indiana Jones, what does the M I've got two for? words, Mister like M Bison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but if you're worried about what he would do with it, I have two words for you to make that feel nowhere near as bad. Those two words, Zachary Snyder. <laughs> Zachary. M. Z- Snyder. Zach-, <laughs> Zach Snyder's Indiana Jones. M. Zach Snyder. Oh, be... seen... Very long. <laughs> oh, I'd yeah. be interested in seeing Zach oh, Snyder. I'd watch that, Snyder yeah. I'm sorry. Indiana I would. <laughs> yeah, you'd watch it, but could you, could you I mean, hand on heart said it wouldn't be an absolute can fucking it, nightmare? Can it be any worse than uh, Shia LaBeouf swinging on vines with monkeys in like he did in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal yeah, Skull? Some of the some of the monkeys no. would be robots this time, and there'd be some kind of time <laughs> loop theory. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. <clears throat> so that's that. No more news at all. There we go. Has anybody seen anything? Andy, you haven't really had a chance. No, no, not really seen very much. I've seen. You know the 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 Wi-Fi setup screen of all of my devices. I tell it the new Wi-Fi because oh I change that. providers. I like that. Everything. Do you change the password to your router, or do you just keep it as the the jumble of mess? And then oh, the one to do the login one. It prompted me to change it. So, so uh, yeah, yeah I change it. this. Yeah. yeah, normally old olden days. Now I'm t- talking about the past. I can reveal this <laughs> security flaw. Yeah, the olden days, it was whatever it was as default, change me yeah. dot one. Yeah. Um, not anymore. I feel like um, entering a, a Wi Fi password on your PlayStation controller is one of the worst experiences you can ever oh, have yeah. in your life. 100%. Or searching for something on YouTube, but yeah. using, using a remote control. Oh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> horrible. But Are like something the... that's quite niche, so you've got to type it all in. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and the, and the suggestions just get worse and worse instead <laughs> yeah. of better as you get closer. And then, and then by the time you finish it, you realise you made it. You made a typo on the second layer. Yeah. yeah. Finish it. Devastated. <laughs> um, in terms of scene, I've not seen that much because I've been. Um, I bought a book. <laughs> I bought You've been book. seeing the words in that book. Um, I bought a book. Uh, I've been meaning to get it for ages. Was Robert McCammon's <laughs> Swan Song, which is kind of like Robert McCammon in the eighties horror paperback boom. He was one of the big names, along with Clive Parker, um, Dean Koontz, Stephen King, and then there's Robert McCammon. He, his Swan Song uh, book was is always kind of put next to the stand. It's a 900-page post-apocalyptic book that people always say, oh, God, are you Team Swan Song or Team Stand? And there's always that kind of uh, thing. Um, and I just started reading it. Um, just thought, I'll just check it out. I'm not going to read it now. It's 900 pages. I've not got the time. Um, and I've read about 300 pages in about four days, which is crazy for me. I'm quite a slow reader. Because it's just so engrossing. I just can't. Like, I'm going to bed early just so I can read some more of the book. I'm just carrying it around with me constantly. And I'm, 900 pages as well. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Absolutely it's massive. Uh, but it's, it's so good. Um, I, don't really, I don't, don't really know what's going to happen in the end. But it's basically, the stand is like a, like a COVID situation. I've not read the stand, actually. It's like a, a big cold. That's the thing that kills everyone, yeah. right? This one yeah. is a full post-nuclear uh, fallout situation. So, so far, we've been introduced to all the characters. The big explosions happened in the kind of coming to terms of like radiation and um, and scorched earth, and so it's absolutely enjoyable, unputdownable so far. I would say. So your team yeah. swan song then? Yeah, I've not read the stand. Maybe the the thing is, maybe once I've read this, if I go and read the stand afterwards, maybe it won't feel as good because I'll be like, swan song was my first. Of yeah. the two, if that makes sense. You've made, you've made your, you've chosen your side when you chose which book to read first. Like that's it. Yeah, you made your bed. You made it early because you want to get in bed to read your book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds really good. That sounds yeah. really good for those there of us go. who are a little bit shy of a nine hundred page commitment. Has it been adapted anywhere to anything else? No. And it's uh, none of the kind of <laughs> stuff. Is, I don't think. Um, what cover have you got? Have you got the cover where it's like a horrible looking face in the sun? Uh, I'm just looking at some of the covers now. There's like a proper old school it's, it's a bit, paperback. It's a bit weird because Robert, Robert McCammon didn't seem to have anything adapted, I don't think. Um, oh, I'll give him a chance. No, it's, it's, it's not that one that you're looking at. It's got like a yeah. demon face and a, and a woman. Oh, a woman. Oh. Um, <laughs> she, um, uh, it's a shame because he, I think he was coming up against a lot of, um, walls i guess in his publishing career and he kind of in 1991 um around that time he said he's not gonna publish anymore he's doing he's doing stuff again now for the past few years but it's not been so much horror based i think it's been more historical thrillers and that kind of thing but um yeah he's absolutely fantastic his other book boy's life is probably one of my favorite books of all time it's an absolute masterpiece like a coming of age summer horror tale um yeah, great writer and very um, under underread, I think. Mm. Underadapted. There you go. Might have to um, see if I can either brave a very big read. I'm like you, Luke. I'm a 
quite a slow reader unless I'm on holiday where there's no, you know, if I'm oh, yeah. on, a, on a beach holiday, like burn through a book, sit there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say in the sun, but you've seen this complexion in the shade that I follow <laughs> around. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'll sit and read a lovely bit of a storybook then. But otherwise, because reading is time, kind of a bedtime thing, if I yeah. go to bed at bedtime, I'm like three pages in and I'm like, yeah. Well, this is one where I kept like, normally I get to that point and I'd be like, okay, it's bedtime. But I'm kind of forcing myself to keep on reading the same stuff over and over again because I want to get through it. It's reminded me like, I think 80s, the 80s horror paperback boom is one of my favorite periods of book to read because there's, there's no holding back. It's just insane, dirty, horrible stuff that you just, that's really compulsively readable. Um, <laughs> yeah, great time for all. Oh. Amazing. Uh, Give that a look. How about you, Ben? Seen any uh, fun stories? So I saw a couple of bits. I saw The Village because um, I haven't seen it in a few years. And after The Shyamalan, I was like, which Shyamalan movie have I not watched for a long time? And uh, it was The Village. And I think, you know, it gets a lot of flack, doesn't it? The Village for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. it, especially twists. But like there are n- it's not just like one twist. There's like a couple of twists and a couple of nice reveals as well couple of like really good moments just i mean i think there's some great ideas visually it's really nice as well because it's um uh what's his name cinematographer uh roger deakins so it looks bloody lovely uh i think bryce dallas howard's great in it uh wacky phoenix great in it the reveal when you know it it sort of adds an extra layer of like tragedy to everything mm, yeah. whereas before you're kind of just thinking about what's in the what's in the bloody woods then and now because you, you know there's like, yeah, you're kind of like experiencing everything. Joaquin Phoenix there, dressed as a badger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's still got I, it's still got some proper like I said, we, when we said about old, there are some ridiculous silly moments where you're like, what? And the yeah. village has got them. The village has got them. Not as many as the, the happening, but the village has got them. I really liked um yeah, I, I seem to feel like I enjoyed the village at the time when I first saw it at the cinema. I think that might have been like the very whisperings of the beginnings of like some kind of backlash of oh, there's always a bloody twist, isn't there? Yeah, yeah but because this was like yeah. what Ma- main movie number four. Yeah, or, but then you also yeah, think, like, don't be such fucking miseries. Oh, I hate surprises. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. you hate joy. Because well, if there was, <laughs> if there was no twist, you'd come out going, "Don't want even a twist," and that's what yeah, Shyamalan yeah. does the best. Shut up. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was pretty fun. <laughs> He's, I think he is genuinely a filmmaker that suffers from the iconic nature of his the first couple of films he put out. Whether you're a Sixth Sense person or you're an Unbreakable person. I'm unbreakable. Better, to, better to be an Unbreakable person. Film. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the only other thing I saw this week was I watched the Sparks Brothers documentary. Uh, oh, yeah, which... the Edgar Wright thing. Which Edgar Wright made. Um, yeah, I, I think I said I'd consider myself like just a casual fan of Sparks. Um, only ever really known a handful of songs and a little bit about them. But my dad's such a big fan that they've always been like on my radar. So this was just like a really well made documentary. Go, sorry, it's going to sound really bad, but I was like, is this like a made up band? <laughs> <I've> never... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I just, I don't know. And I'm, I feel like I'm quite. Do you know what? Do you know what's mad? And I think this is kind of like the point of the documentary. Everyone's kind of saying nobody knows who this band are, but whoever you listen to, whatever genre, maybe not whatever genre, but you know, if you listen to pop music or mainstream like Ethiopian rock and jazz. roll, 
Yeah. If if you listen to Ethiopian jazz, if you track, track it back far enough, like Sparks are there as an influence for them because they've been around since like the mid sixties. And I only know so many the one or two songs, but it's. I am interested in the documentary because it seems really it's well a, kind of put together. Really well put together. Loads of great talking heads from like amazing. British bands, American bands, and r- random people. Mike Myers <laughs> talking about Sparks. Uh, loads of like American comedians and stuff. They seem to they seem to really draw like the odd, like a lot of oddballs towards them. And they've gone through so many different. They they sort of chronicle their albums, and they've had like twenty five albums or something. And they've like ripped up the rule book, and kind of like completely started over almost every two or three albums. So they're like a really innovative strange band and the fact that the keyboard player looks keyboard player and main songwriter looks a bit like hitler is kind of <laughs> something that everyone kind of goes on about someone's yeah. going to take that look back you know yeah it's part in a mustache <laughs> yeah. Like, the... yeah it's supposed to be charlie chaplin and people are going oh it's more more hitler yeah so going back to another past story it reminds me we used to work at an office building again one of my first like real office jobs and there was a man at the at the bus stop who used to stand opposite and he looked a lot like Hitler he had like um he had like a side part in and like he he had like the little square moustache and he used to look out and then it became evident from watching this man so I wonder what if he's done that on purpose and then watching him for a little while it became evident that this man was blind and then I thought as like <laughs> like, How do you, does no one tell him like has, has no one told him or like like can you imagine though like if you didn't ever have a frame of reference yeah. no one no, no one in the history books describes what he looks like he could just have gone about his life and no one had like ever told him how does he sh- i mean does he shave uh, i don't know i don't does know like literally it's yeah. a man man across the road in the bus stop <laughs> i wish if i could go back and change one thing i could i would have if I can go back look into his house into, and watch them shave quantum yeah. leap into my body now I'd go and find out the truth as to what that had happened uh, yeah so I guess <laughs> the point is even if you don't know this band it's a really interesting documentary it's like got loads of great animation styles you know when they're sort of telling a story in a documentary and there's these animations that tell it there's loads of really cool stuff like that uh and loads of great anecdotes you know when you can walk away and you think i've got at least like five or six anecdotes i'd like to share with people now it's just amazing oh, great i will check it out that sounds really interesting yeah. i also watched the documentary about val kilmer as well which is on oh, amazon yeah. prime at the yeah. moment which is kind of like pretty much just chronicling his life and all of his roles. Um, he like filmed loads of stuff while he was on set of loads of stuff. And obviously he's, he's not in the best um, in terms of health at the moment. So it's quite bittersweet, but still it was a nice, a nice well put together uh, documentary. Someone said it was like um, meditation filmmaking. It's like so chilled. You're kind of just like sat there just, taking it all in there's not too many like really extreme twists and turns and narrative bumps in the road it's kind of just a nice celebration of a decent career and this and he slates playing batman for a while he's like i couldn't hear shit when i was in that batman suit (laughs) it was like an inch of rubber on each ear so he silent. he said all i can remember from starring in batman forever is just silence (laughs) that's such a it that'd be nice that'd be nice lovely bit of silence it's a very loud film as well that 
<laughs> yeah, it was like he couldn't even hear Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. He's just like, what are they doing over there, those two? <laughs> they're, going, they're off their heads. Yeah, but that the Riddler's it. doing his riddles. He's like, hey, can't obviously <laughs> his hand would be up here because that's where the bat ear would be. What? Come again. <laughs> Great. I love the fact that Two Face is pretty much doing a Riddler as well, isn't he? They're both just doing the Joker, aren't they? Riddler and Two Face are both two doing different, the, two different their parts versions of the Joker. Of the Joker. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen sure. Batman Forever for a long time, but just because of the way ages felt like I kind of missed. You know, I was too young for Batman '89 when it was at the cinema, and I had the others on VHS. I remember seeing like Batman Forever at the cinema, but he loved it. Thought the Riddler was ace. Yeah, yeah. I loved it too. I think I remember, Batman I Returns even... was my was my big Batman film. That one and the yeah. um the uh, Batman and Robin for some reason. Watch that yeah. one a lot. I like Mister Freeze in that, and I know it gets a lot of flack, but Arnie's a charming I guy. Meet you. Oh, I say <laughs> that every, age. every time we get the first, the first freeze of the of the year. You know, you get the first frost. I take a picture of it when you get the frost on the car, and I send it to my friend Dan and say, "Ice to see you." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Does he respond? He does every time. We oh, do. Good, 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 we good. back and forth ice puns for the next, you know, 10, 15 minutes after that. I mean, whatever keeps you going, man. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fully happy to. I, I don't <laughs> mind getting the tweets. When, when we start to head towards winter, this guys, I will fully embrace and respond to anyone who wants to tweet oh, man. with ice-related puns. I look forward to it. That was it. Apart from this week's movie. Of the week, which yeah. is like some bloody werewolves being within. Uh, what have we got? So, Werewolves Within is a 2021 American comedy horror film directed by Josh Rubin, um, and it's based on the video game of the same name uh, from Red Storm Entertainment. I was I kind of aware of this game, but not loads. I've looked at a bit, looked into it a bit more, but it's fairly new. It's like 2016, isn't it? I know it's like based yeah. on. Um, a famous like party game, parlor game thing. Uh, Secret so Hitler. Like, Secret Hitler. Uh, mafia is what it's called as well, right? No idea. Are you in? The, are you in the bloody mafia? No. Uh, is this where you so, like wink at someone to kill them? Is it an expansion of yeah, wink murder, Secret Hitler, and Mafia? Apparently, um, but yeah, it's like a social game, right? Where there are. Secret really? name dropping Hitler a hell of a lot in this podcast for a podcast that isn't even about Hitler. We've mentioned him a lot. Yeah, him nice. is cocking his leg. He's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that hairy bastard. So it stars Sam Richardson, uh, Milena Vaintrub, um, loads of people. <laughs> That's like, how that was pronounced. She's got a vein and a trub. Um, loads of people that I recognize from things. There's like that Harvey Gullien who's in What We Do in the Shadows. TV show, yeah. Um, the dude who played like the tinkerer in the new Spider-Man films, um, recognized him. Just like a load of faces, where I was like, "Who's that man?" And I get up the old letterbox app and have a good uh, old yeah. time. That guy he played, Emerson Flynn, Glenn Fleshler. He's got such an amazing voice. Yeah, you know, Glenn Fleshler. Yeah, he was in. I, that's oh, good. that too. Yeah, yeah, I know he is. He's in loads of stuff. Um, he, oh, what am I trying to think of what he's in? I feel like I know his voice from cartoons. Like, I feel he probably wasn't, but I feel like he was in the Gargoyles TV show. Like, he would oh, be a man. cracking voice for 
for one of those. He's in Sex and the City as a character called Shmuel. Shmuel. <laughs> That's, That's his gargoyle's name as well. I think I think I know. I recognize him from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, um, yeah, same. He was like someone in that. <laughs> and he's was also he bored in... or was he walk? <laughs> <laughs> he was bored. He was always bored on set. Come on, drone. So yeah, it's uh I didn't see Josh Rubin scare me. I probably should have watched it before we did this, but you did you both or just you Lee? Scare me is my ah! background picture here. Uh Scare Me was one of my was it last year? Was it the year before? It was one of my favorite films. Last year, yeah. Whatever year it came out. Um <laughs> you could tell it was a low budget thing and it doesn't really have same as this. So I don't think it had too much sort of going on. Like you then it never really show much, but there's a lot in the audio design. And the camera movement that's kind of where they got their uh creativity or, or they got their production value from so it's really similar i think after seeing scare me is one of my favorite films i've seen this and scare me i think josh rubin is there's something about his sense of humor that really tickles me yeah like there's a bit like some of the lines in this um the guy like what did that eyeball say when the woman's looking through the hole talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like the bits where like Joaquin's like, shut your dirty whole mouths. You know, I've got something to tell you. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. So there's something about the sense of humor that really, really tickles me. Did I you think, both... do you think of... Sorry, thank you, Sorry, I was going to say was, did you both see The Wolf of Snow Hollow as well? Because obviously... No, I didn't. No. Oh, I did. I really liked it. I really yeah. liked The Wolf of Same Snow way. Hollow. So s- similar sort of setup. Obviously, Jim Cummings... It's starring and directing. I'm writing that different sense of humor, but similar in some ways, isn't it? Like the small yeah. town sensibilities, um, team of well, sort of strange, oddball ensemble cast. Sorry. Yeah, there's definitely like parallels to draw. I feel like the Wolf of Snow Hollow is maybe that little bit step, um, and it, and it is quite light and it is over the top, but it has like maybe a slightly darker and serious tone, like with the relationship with his dad. So maybe the, mm. I'm not sure whether it's fair to say that the characters are a little deeper or maybe the mm. tone is just one, one octave lower, maybe a bit darker, there, but like- <laughs> There is a yeah. reveal in that film that I, and I thought this film was going to go the same direction. Me too, for a few moments. I yeah. think we'll, we'll come to it, but- I think the thing, and we talk about um, Josh Rubin's like writing and direction. I'm with you, Luke. I find that the he's got a really nice sense of humour about him. But the thing that I like about it as well is that it's really pacey and it doesn't let up. Like, yeah. it's not that they do a joke and then everyone else is quiet, so you've got time to laugh. The film carries on, yeah. which is really nice because then if if something didn't quite land for you then it's okay because there's something else like any second now or you know it also invites a little bit of a rewatch value as well because I could guarantee I've seen this film once and I I really struggled to take notes because I wasn't there isn't a let up for you to stop and go write down what happened there for a moment like I feel like watching this again or on multiple viewings you will see things that you didn't see and you'll hear things that you didn't hear and it's it's quite dense material. It's because yeah. throughout the film you're trying to like deduce who could potentially <laughs> be a werewolf. Um yeah. in the same way that the characters are, you know, and you're kind of like scratching people off. You go, well, it can't have been that person because they were here when that happened and they mm-hmm. must have seen this and done this. Um 
but yeah, I like the dynamic between the characters. Sam Richardson. I, re- I mean, I recently watched the Tomorrow War as well. Uh, Luke, you saw that as well, oh. didn't you? Yeah, that guy keeps puffing up because he was in that Tim Robinson. I think you should leave sketch <clears throat> show as well on Netflix. Yeah, he's in Promising Young Woman as well. Um, so obviously, the last few years have yeah. been pretty, like, pretty awesome for him, and I. I really like him, and this was this was the first time film I've seen with him, or anything that I've seen with him as the lead. As the lead, uh, and I thought he did really well. Yeah, yeah. He's got really nice timing about him, and he's got a really nice like um, just the delivery of the lines. I think he, whether this character fits him particularly well or anything, I couldn't say until I've seen him in more stuff. But he does embody it incredibly well. Him yeah, it's, and it's... Milena Vaintrude should be yeah. huge stars. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're both yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the a combination of the way that the language lands or the snowy setting as well. I feel like I'd quite happily watch these two in a series of Fargo or something as well. Yeah, you know when obviously again I don't want to. I mean there are going to be spoilers for this movie from the get go, but you know when two characters don't or can't end up together, and you kind of feel disappointed. I think yeah. that kind of that shows for <clears throat> them in terms of actors and their dynamic that they had that you should feel that way because you go, yeah. oh, really? Come on, these guys would just give just, just give them a chance. Out. Just give them yeah. a chance. Yeah. It's like the whole M Night yeah. problem all over again. Then, like we would have, we would have, I would have loved it if they'd just got together and could have been happy. But then, them haters would be like, "Wasn't even a bloody werewolf in that film, is it?" There was one point when I thought maybe there won't be any werewolves in yeah. this film. Yeah, I that's I think that. that's what Ben was getting as well. Like, I just yeah. thought, like, uh, is it just <laughs> for a moment? I just thought, like, is it? Have is we it, been like we sold? Have we been duped? sold a dummy here? And Sells it is just going to be a guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms uh, of ratings, this film is at a six <laughs> out of ten on IMDb, uh, so not massively high. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-six percent critics, eighty-one percent user score. Letterbox is at three point three. Um, so a couple of choice reviews here. There wasn't too many, to be honest. Um, Connor wrote, I'm literally falling asleep as I write this. One star. So he wasn't into it. Um, and then uh, Justin put, taking a page from the clue book, Werewolves Within is a conceptually shallow adaptation that's way better than it has any right to be. Uh, five stars. In terms of the adaptation, I have no idea. I've never played the game. I don't know what what it's taken from it. Um, I saw here in the production notes on Wikipedia, um, the director, Josh Freeman, just uh, done his first film, Scare Me, and then Ubisoft, he said they provided him with a a VR thing or something to play the game. But he had no idea what he was sort of getting into, I don't think, but he just like wanted to make a movie and and just just made it, I guess. Um, So weird, isn't it? It seems like such a random property to like make a movie of. It I think is. it's, yeah, I think it's, it's not really like a known IP, in, is it? Is I think it's it sprung up in popularity with COVID in the same way as things like Among Us is an older game than you expect as well, right? It became popular yeah, yeah, because people true. are in lockdown. And I think it has had a a boost in popularity based on that. And I know we were talking yeah, about, yeah. maybe we'll try and have a game at some point. It's one of those social games and it exists on v- in VR. Um the concept behind it is that there are one or more werewolves that are picking people off on each. You do like a day section and a night section. And in the night section, the werewolves objective is to kill people. And then in the discussion piece, you are looking for, you know, to 
try and deduce who the werewolf is, you and the other I mean, players. It to is get essentially, rid of them. yeah. It is essentially Among Us, isn't it? That yeah. sounds very, sounds very similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's effectively the the concept behind it. There's some nuance to it because I haven't played it. I can't comment on what the actual, you know, the visuals or anything look like. But um... <laughs> I read something recently where it said Among Us, and I guess you'd apply it to Werewolves Vin as well, is basically teaching people how to gaslight better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was never me. I see all these years of playing Among Us, and now suddenly I'm a great pathological liar. Yeah, you two can be the boyfriend from Midsummer, the gaslighting king. <laughs> oh yeah, it was what? What's uh, wrong that's right. That's right. He gets his though, don't you worry? Does he? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what do you think of the? Before we go into the movie in its own merits, like hmm. we know we've had a long and sordid history with the uh, with video game adaptations. How do you think it stacks up in that world? Um, I mean, is it the best? Well, what, what's the good video game adaptation? This is difficult, isn't it? Because let's be honest, taking a game which is a, pretty much just a concept and then developing a movie based around that is a lot easier than taking a game which is like a, a an established narrative with popular characters and you know, and then developing an adaptation like that. That's yeah. it's easier or harder. Oh, what easy? Well, easy, surely easier to do one which is like just a vague concept because no matter what you come up with, no one's going to mm-hmm. go, ah, oh, but they didn't really have this, did they? Like, oh, did, you like missed the, that. from what I can tell, Werewolves Within is set in like some sort of like fantasy world where there's all like versions of like fantasy, like a medieval town, like, yeah, and everyone's assigned like a role, like someone's the huntsman, someone's the I don't know, butcher, <laughs> the baker, the candlestick maker, the three <laughs> yeah, jobs I, that exist in I the days candles. of past. Are the Tomb Raider movies good? We talked about them earlier on. I've not seen them. I think the new one is good. I've I've seen it on a plane and it was was fine. New one's all right. Um, (laughs) Angela Jolie's very well cast. It's just that the execution lets it down a little, right? Oh, she's perfectly cast, yeah. Yeah. Perfectly cast for early 2000s Lara Croft, without a doubt. Um, If you do want to hear us talk more about video game movies, we have done episodes on Resident Evil, Silent Hill Alone and Alone in the, in the Dark. So, you know, that's a nice, uh, I was going to say cross reference, well, cross okay. section. I of... really like the Silent Hill movie. So, the Silent Hill movie is great at like taking a vibe and a look from a video game and like perfectly recreating it for the screen. It's a great of... visual adaptation as well. I think Silent Hill might be my favorite video game movie, mm. thinking about yeah. it. I just, I just think it's disgusting and, and horrible and great. <laughs> so I think the pyramid point edge is... gives that you know skins that lady outside the church. Oh yeah, yeah. Peels are like a nana. Skin come off like that. Oh, it just seems to it slip does away. If you, you twist like, it. Like, if, you, if you get the very yeah. edge bit, you know, if you find the peel here on a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got it. Come off like the top of a ketchup sachet. <laughs> Delicious. Um, so, I but, think, this, yeah, but point... this is up there. This is up there. I yeah, the point. That. The point is. That like as an adaptation, even if I was a fan of Werewolves Within, like what what would you expect from it going into it other than, I guess what you get. It's nice that it's got yeah. plenty of it's got a nice nice it's got plenty of humor to it. Yeah, but you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is sure it, it might be up there with some of the best, but you know, yeah, I'd agree. It's, uh, it's it's definitely a higher tier one, and if you look at Ubisoft properties. I think it's certainly been better received than their other recent effort. Obviously, they did Assassin's Creed, which was 
quite heavily panned, right? I haven't seen it. I watched the first 45 minutes and I was too tired and I thought I'm, and I just never went back. Yeah, it was but, not, um, not came out of sync and came out of the what's yeah, I was I was de- I was desynchronized. <laughs> yeah, the I like the animus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not a genetic memory I want to relive right now. But yeah, obviously it's up against some stiff competition. 1993's Mortal Kombat is yeah. still a definitive masterpiece. And um not in the world of horror in the slightest, but Detective Pikachu's great. It's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where you're going then. Uh <sighs> But it reminds me of like, oh, what if they made a, a video game of, sorry, a movie adaptation of something like Tetris, un- Hungry Hungry Hippos. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's such a, it's a concept more than a, I know it's a board game, but a concept more than there like, are hippos got, and they are hungry. Well, they're hippos, angry, they're hungry. angry Birds. There was a, I haven't seen yeah, the movie. There's an animated movie. I've heard movie. they're all right. I've heard they're all right, uh, but I don't think they've taken the Angry Birds story it's just like the characters they've yeah. given them just story, voices right? and stuff maybe that's yeah. the secret you know well i say it's a secret it can't be the secret to don't stick games. to the source material just don't stick to the source <laughs> material well there's, a, there's an evil in this house a resident evil if you if will it's, it's we figured it out if it's comic book or avatar or dragon ball z you've got to stick to the source material yeah so hard it. it hurts if it's a game you want to leave that shit loose, <laughs> loose concept, loose concept yeah, only. That. Yeah, just the concept. Title yeah. only. You know. I, um, yeah. It's a, it's an aside, but the um, there's a comic of Centipede. You know, the old arcade game. Yeah. It's great. Oh. Really weird. <laughs> oh. Not what you'd expect. It's a guy in a post-apocalyptic planet <laughs> where a big centipede <laughs> has just eaten everyone. I think that's got um, Dune, isn't it? That's well, great. I've not seen Dune. <laughs> That's out soon, I think. Soon doing. Yeah. It's doing soon. Soon doing. Doing is soon. soon. Uh, next month, month <laughs> after, is October. So, hang on, sir. You know this part of the head, the back of the head, what do you call that lumpy bit that sticks out? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, just, I don't know, just your head, skull. Back of your head. Cause, head rolls. Because I, I always called it a soon. I was like, <laughs> oh, that guy's got a big soon. And I think it's just something my friend said years and years ago. And I always thought it was a real thing. But oh, Daddy Lumpkin again. <laughs> but then Kat said the other day, and I don't think I've ever said it to her. So oh, maybe, oh. maybe it is That's a thing. That's where it happens. That's where it yeah. happens. Yeah. Very strange. Well, big soon, big soon do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who have we got in this? So Sam Richardson's obviously the main character. Finn Wheeler. He's like a forest ranger. He's just been assigned yep. to a place called Beaverfield. Um, <clears throat> Milena Vaintrub, that's right, I'm saying it again. She's like a postal worker called Cicely? Cecily? Cecily. Cecily. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like, yeah, loads of other people. Wayne Deval is like this guy who's coming into the town. He's going to build a oil pipeline. Um, there's like a woman who runs the hotel. There's like a, a couple who are a bit mentally deficient. Well, um, like the, work, the Greece monkey working class. They're yeah. all very, very characterful. I will say each character is, is like, oh yeah, there's like a gay couple. Uh, they've like pulled into they? the ar- they've like gone into the archetype barrel and they've chosen these yeah. archetypes of these of these characters, these exaggerated characters that you'd meet in this town. What do the and gay couple? They run like a yoga studio. Or aren't something? they like tech millionaires? They're, they're wealthy. They they yeah. yeah. like they're like and they're not they're sure like if they're millionaires. Who... Are we millionaires? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. They're... They're... Well, we kind of maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. So they're basically yeah. just a wealthy, like well-to-do couple who have moved to yeah. the area quite recently because they're rich. Yeah. yeah. There's um, 
like a dude who's like a sort of hermit. No, what hermit? What does what would I? What how would you describe this? Dude? It's like oh. a tra- it's like a trapper, isn't he? He's like yeah, a, that's right. Yeah, he lives it's out like of a, town and he's not interested in the community. Just wants to be left alone. Classic like wilderness a, man, like a doom prepper. He like lives on his own and self sufficient. Doesn't need anything. What's Wears the, a bear skin on his head. It's called Emerson. Is that a Ralph Waldo Emerson thing? Is that the Possibly. book that they talk about? I can't remember what mm, the book's called. Sure. Um, okay, uh, what else? Uh, who? Joaqu- oh, sorry, the gig of Joaquin with an M. And, yeah. and they're called Joaquin Wolfson. Their son is Wolfson and Shane Jackson. Um, is that it? Oh, and there's, a, there's the scientist lady. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scientist um, lady. Rebecca um, Henderson, loves- Dr. Ellis. Yeah. So basically, it's like an ensemble. Yeah. It's mainly an ensemble cast. Even though Sam Richardson's the lead, it's like an ensemble cast, um, and it's a who done it with werewolves, I guess. One thing it made me think of a little bit was Knives Out, in terms of it's a similar yeah. sort of yeah. thing, yeah. where it's like an ensemble, and we're trying to deduce who. Do, am I using that word correctly? That's twice I've said that, and both times don't sound right. Deduce. deduce. Well, you say deduce. you seem to be saying the deuce, <laughs> as in what the <laughs> what the deuce. Um, but I don't know. With knives out, I felt more invested in like trying to work out what was going on. Whereas, I, like you were saying about like trying to figure out who was doing it, I wasn't even along for that ride as I was watching it. It was just a, a series of funny things happening on the screen for me uh, at the okay. time. Okay. I, yeah. With uh, with knives out though, I was fully trying to figure it out. And uh, the okay. thing is about knives out, the reveal at the end is like spectacular. Like when mm. it all kind of unspools, and you think, oh, yeah. I was not expecting that at all. Um, but this, I don't know. This, there are knives out, but in a different way. Someone attaches them to their hand. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, knives out, I found I was it was twisting and turning, and I didn't see where it was coming. Yeah. This one, I changed my mind a couple of times. Um, we'll get to it when we get to the end. Karen and I, we both had a similar guess. We were both ultimately right with a very early guess, but we didn't want to be right for the yeah. whole film. I was like... I want to be right about this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it starts with a quote. It's, I don't know. It's Mister Rogers. It's like yeah, something Mr. about Rogers. look after your neighbor, or watch your neighbors, or something. It's meant to be done in a positive way, but the way it's, it slams on the screen is like really sinister. Watch your uh, neighbor. They might be a bloody werewolf, mate. Yeah, I was giggling at that. It's just the timing of the the Mister Rogers uh, name that came up i don't know yeah, just, um, the, the editing is really funny what's your like cultural capital that you have with mr rogers because i know it isn't really a thing here i know he's huge in the u.s but i think we're all familiar with who he is right just from parody and so on i actually had no idea but i kind of figured i'd you know the kind of person that he was uh the kind of tv yeah friendly nothing, guy it's all my there's a documentary about him as well there fairly fairly recently Oh, won't you be my have... neighbor? He's that guy. Yeah, he's like I'm trying to think if we have an equivalent here. I don't think we have such a beloved like Tony Hart. Yeah, maybe Tony Hart. <laughs> he's still alright, isn't Richard he? Richard Madeley. He's still alright. He's been dead for a while. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Richard Madeley. Richard Madeley. Oh, have you seen like Richard Madeley being compared to Alan Partridge? Like, a... yeah, oh, it's yeah. unreal. My God, it's unreal. It is yeah. unbelievable. The one where he's like doing some documentary about squatters. Ah. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's insane. It is insane. Richard Madeley, probably not, because he's like... He's cringe. not a Mr. Rogers, because Mr. Rogers is no. 
beloved by all. So maybe beloved Tony Hart, maybe Tony Hart, or like an older Neil Buchanan. Everyone likes Neil Buchanan. And it would have been sorry to bring him into it, but probably would have been Rolf Harris at some point until things went significantly downhill quite quickly. Yeah, that's one of the ones that hurt <laughs> when uh, when that one. That was, real, that was a real heartbreaker. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it is like Mr. Rogers is a beloved character that, um, you know, probably was fundamental to a lot of people's lives and had a very positive message. So straight away when this came on, I was like, okay, we're in for a fun time. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so Finn Wheeler, we, the, the whole opening 20 minutes or so, it's kind of he's moved to this town. Oh, and in fact, a, he's like a, listening to like some self-help tapes about being, the woman's like, just shout re- balls. Yeah, he's, like, he's shouting <laughs> balls to himself and he needs to be more assertive and then he leaves yeah. like a rambling message on his, what we believe to be sort of a strange girlfriend's phone. Like, I no, no, I'm being assertive. I would like it if you called me back, if you want to, but you don't have to. And that's just after we've seen, that's a little break that we get just after we've seen a moida. There is, a, yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah. there is that is the opening sequences. There's a guy like texting somebody, isn't there, in the woods? Um, yeah. and we an unseen force was like zipping around and uh like yanks him off into the darkness. Yeah, yanks him assuming. off in the bushes. Yanks him off in the bushes, not in a good way, and uh <laughs> moiders him. Yeah. Um so Finn Wheeler arrives at the town. He arrives at the kind of lodge, hotel, like the B&B where he's going to stay, is it? Yeah. Like the boarding house. This reminded me in yeah. a way of a couple of things. Reminded me of Twin Peaks a little bit. Also reminded me of Hot Fuzz when, um, uh, what's his name? Angel. Nick Angel. <laughs> Nick Angel turns up to the pub where he's staying. And yeah. it just felt like that, you know, sort of police, policeman from out of town coming in. Um, although Forest Ranger obviously isn't policeman, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're introduced to. It's, it's 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 quite well done. We're introduced to about fifteen characters within the space of fifteen minutes, and we get like a good gist of what they all are and who they, um, all their weird quirks and and histories. Uh, Janine, the, the owner of the the place, her husband has apparently ran <laughs> off with someone to Belize. Um, yeah, and then we introduce the, the guy, the businessman who wants to put the pipeline in, um, and then he's kind of taken around the town with the post office lady. Yeah, so he's got lovely snowshoes as well. You must mention. Yeah. So you're right. Yes, yeah. Cecily comes and meets him, and it's a very, as I said, it's a very quick introduction to all these characters. Um, <laughs> And then Cecily takes him around the town and we meet even more of the characters. So we meet the, like, the sort of mechanic or sort of gearhead lady and then her. It's it's a husband, right? That yeah. They are married. Yeah. Who's They're pretty funny, I must yeah. say. He's just yeah. like yeah, a local yeah. idiot. And it's like, you know, he comes back in the car and it's like, what time do you call this? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's not a fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Uh, the the, the woman, the woman who's married to him. What's it? What's her name? Uh, the light. She's sort of like a mechanic, isn't she? Gwen. Um, yeah, I recognise her from a few. I think she's like in, randomly in an episode of Flight of the Concords. 
So it seems like everyone's from this sort of pool of okay. um, yeah. actors. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few more people as well. That guy who's like really touchy, touchy-feely, grabby, always trying to hug Cicely. Cecily. Why can't I say that name? <laughs> Cecily. Like he's always like, bring it Italian in. Italian island. Yeah. I just love Sicily, man. Come on. <laughs> he's always trying to grab her, like trying to hug her at the most random situations. He's like, bring it in. What yeah. the fuck? And his wife yeah. is the um like the lady that does like crafts and has the little dog. Yeah. Crafts and little dog oh, wait, person. About her. Yeah. And this she is makes, so, she's this like is made so him rapidly. like a soap man, like a little soap figurine or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but she hadn't even met him yet. So how does she already have that soap figurine man ready well, to go? He did say it's a little pale. Like it's it like says, a yeah, it's a lo- oh, yeah. You've made a lovely little pale me. <laughs> so he must have known that like a forest ranger a was ranger to start was that coming. day. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, then obviously the other quick. dude, they introduced the um, trapper dude as well. Uh, kind of gets thrown into a situation with, yeah. with Finn. Pointing a shotgun at him, telling him to get off off his land. And he's brought him a package as well. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. One thing to say that the Grease Monkey couple... They're expecting a package that Thingy keeps saying yeah. is hasn't arrived yet, and it's some kind of something for a snowmobile, like an engine part or something. Yeah, like uh, the fuel they, injector for their snowmobile. Without that, they can't get off the mountain. Yeah, that yeah. is key key to a few things, I guess. But they can't yeah. get off the mountain, but also key to a certain reveal a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a really good. It's like a whistle stop tour of the of the town. 
introducing everybody through the eyes of Finn Wheeler, I guess. So it's a nice way of setting up the dynamic between certain characters, their relationships, um, but also who is trustworthy and who's not potentially. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the big thing about the town is you mentioned the guy that wants to build the pipeline. There's due to be a vote on it and the town is roughly 50, 50 split. So some are in favor of it. Some are against it. Brexit because they all, all over again. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're all um, due to make some money, right? So the arts and craft lady is going to be able to open an arts and craft shop. Um, yep. The only people who aren't inter- interested are the tech millionaire couple because they are, they don't, yeah, they already have money. Um, but wasn't the Valerie the um, the hotel owner? She doesn't want to go for it. She's sorry, Janine, not Valerie. Ecologically, yeah, uh, minded. Right. The fact there is like a ecological. What <laughs> there's someone staying at her lodge now who's come to scientist, yeah, she's dead against sort of fight it. against it, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, there's a lot of power struggles happening, which is interesting once things kick off, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it ends a little bit ends with um Cecily and Finn going into uh, where it's someone's basement, is it a bar that's in the off season because it isn't. It isn't like tourist season because he said she delivers yeah. the she delivers the post to them in the winter and she gets use of their basement as a result. Yeah, yeah. So it's just right. like a really fun bar, like the best bar in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, got it's got like lovely... gaming, yeah. axe, throwing, axe throwing, a jukebox. Yeah, yeah, 90s jukebox full of ace of base. Yeah. Full of ace of base. Absolutely full. And here's where already, like it's quite early on, but already there's a bit of a like a romantic. Um, thing going on between Finn and say it please Cecily Cecily <laughs> why does it confuse me so much <laughs> um, so obviously he's in he's pretty much broken up with his ex, with his ex-partner they kind of get to the point and that they all understand that because um, I think he's a bit I guess in denial yeah, he's like, oh, she, he reveals that he is like there's been some sort of incident at work and he had to relocate rather than lose his job yeah um and it's like oh she thought it'd be better if we would just um be good for me and good for a relationship if we moved away and she's like oh shit i've been broken up with haven't i yeah yeah and then Got it gets it. a bit close a bit a bit of savage garden comes on and they're oh yeah getting, they're having a lovely time together she's taught him how to throw an axe and you think it's going to be a romantic connection early on but then I mean, His this is within, within an hour of knowing each other, right? Yeah, they will. Yeah, even with the time being accelerated, like maybe they've known each other for an afternoon. Yeah. To be fair, you've, you've landed on your feet if you've just been broken up with and gone to a small town where, you know, people of your age, it seems like there's a lot of couples around. Don't know, there's too many people who are single, especially someone of your age. Uh, he's landed on his feet. The fact that she's immediately interested in him as well. But it's very nice. Go she's for it, Finn. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> she's funny. She can throw axes. She has. She can dance. Axe. Yeah, she has, she has a lovely dance. She loves a bit of ace of bass. And um, he blows Hence, it, doesn't he? Yeah, he pretty much blows it straight away, which is. Oh, 
Yeah, his phone rings while they're potentially leaning in for a kiss, and he just immediately answers it without <laughs> with literally so no brushes regard. aside. Is that hello? <laughs> hello? Oh, she, oh, it's you. And it's like a proper comedy, like angry voice <laughs> on the other end as well. Oh, one that Luke, yeah. Con- <laughs> one that Luke Condor does very well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it does say uncredited Luke Condor. There you go. Um, but by yeah. be by enlisted is uncredited. You're kind of credited, so that's a. <laughs> not right is it um so that's the only sort of negative point not negative i did feel like that connection felt a teeny tiny bit forced like they would be so close that quick i mean maybe this is my experience in life things have never worked out that that nice (laughs) but um what she seems like genuinely kind of pissed off at him Mm. for not kissing her yeah within the first hour of knowing each other yeah. So like I think I think it's just got maybe a like had this not been a horror film, I'd, I'd have accepted it. It's just nice that you know two nice people find each other because Finn is incredibly nice in this thing to a fault. In fact, that everyone makes fun of him for being too nice as the film goes. Like, is it just nice when nice things work out for good people? But uh, it doesn't. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of blown it at least for now. So I'm not too sure what happens there. Somehow they end up back at the lodge. I think that, the that, that, is the end, that is the end of that evening. Um, it's the next... Well, we have the night, and then um, the, the lady who wants to open a craft shop, her little dog, she's letting him out to the um, toilet through the dog flap, and he gets uh, chumbled up. Yeah. He gets chumbled. Ch- chumbled. Yeah. You've only gone a bit chumbled. Um, to which, obviously, she reacts in suitably um, hysterical fashion. Very upset, as you would be. I'll be livid. Yeah. Be livid. And she kind of like goes to, like, she goes to the lodge. Is She yeah. goes straight to the lodge and she, everyone's kind of there, gathered, like, oh my God. Um, and it's kind of like because things have all happened at once that everyone's kind of gathered at the lodge. So. Obviously, a dog's died, but then those two grease monkeys turn up and say, like, the road's been completely wiped out, um, and then the phones <laughs> no, aren't working. It's snow fucked. <laughs> yeah, the road is snow fucked. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> snow the, fucked. And the telephone cables have fallen down, and then the power goes off. Yeah, so yeah. Finn goes and have a little look around to see that, like, pretty much all the generators have been sliced. What looks like a big, horrible, clawed hand of some creature. Yeah. Uh, not only that, then while he's having a little bit of an investigate, he's digging around and what should he find? Oh, yeah. oh, what does he say? He, like, he's looking at things like, oh, heavens to Betsy. And then he finds a big dead body. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and when he goes in, they say, you look like you've just seen a corpse. And he says, yep. Uh, <laughs> that's, exactly uh, right. that's exactly what I've seen. <laughs> so they go and yeah. find it and it's um, Janine's husband who obviously she thought ran away we don't really see like what how decomposed he is so we don't get to sort of understand how long it's bit he's been there but i guess like pretty much since he ran away do yeah. we ever do we ever know like how long it's well supposed to have it's been, been, a, been a month right because we this is we don't uh, okay. see his face at this point but we come to understand later that this is the man that died in the opening scene that we saw from a little bit of text was 29 and a half or like 29 and a half days ago so almost one full moon ago Mm. oh moon eh moon 
so yeah, they're pretty much everyone is stuck in this. I mean, this reminded me a bit of, I guess, the hateful eight where everyone's stuck in one place due to the weather and various other situations um, and things pan out from there. So no one can escape the town. The professor, so Dr. Ellis, takes some samples and endeavours to find out what sort of animal has attacked the, you know, attacked the husband and attacked the, the dog. A hairy one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and is what? this where, um, is this the point that um, Cecily and Finn go to see Emerson to ask for him, because he's a trapper. Um, oh, yeah, they decide yeah, they're right. going to go because it's the daytime right now they're going to go and ask him if he can help see what this animal is that's attacked that's attacked yeah. people he's kind of the guy you want on your side isn't he seems like that kind of dude um, but what do they see he's the not leash uh, the collar of um, uh, the dog yeah, I really like trumbled. this bit because they're already on edge when they're going <laughs> to see him. Can't get out the and, door. Like, and he's like, Oh, I'm not gonna help you. Like, I'm not, and they try to give him a little Mr. Rogers quit and say, Oh, you know, just be a good neighbor, like Mr. Rogers. And he's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he obviously grew up in this country where he wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, and they're trying, like, oh. trying to trying to leave and they can't get out the door, can they? And it's like this is a great I mean, we've seen this loads of times, but it's still a great moment. Like the killer's like leaning in like that. Well, sorry, I said the killer. The person who you might believe is the killer in this situation is leaning in, terrifying. He just unlocks the door for them. Oh, and it's so I love this. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, I think, because they're like, oh no, please, but like it, this is what I was saying about how the you know the rapidity of the lines, but they're they're both so both <laughs> Cecily and Finn are both babbling things out. It's like, no, please spare me, please. I just and it's like, no, 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 please, don't. Like, that happen- what else is that happening? That, that that exact sort of situation happens in something else, or someone is, reaching in, and someone's like, quite, no, no, no. It and is quite do- common, but I can't think of the other examples oh, now. Can I? It's 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 really well delivered. Yeah, it's I really well it. delivered. It's kind of like what you expect from if you watch like a Red Dragon or something like that, and when they're in the murderer's house. Yeah. Um, or... But he's obviously this guy's obviously a red herring. I think it's pretty clear from the get go that he is a red herring. I think I'd be. I was thinking I'd be very surprised if it turns out to be that that dude. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's almost too obvious. He's kind of hairy, and it... wolfy looking anyway. I was made to think that, like, oh, we're looking for one werewolf, but then I kept thinking, what if there's more? Maybe there are two. Maybe it's a scream situation. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. And I think in the game, it can be that in the game of werewolves within, there can be more than one wolf. It's like, I think there may be multiples. That's the same with the mongers as well, right? There might be more than one imposter. So I've not played among us. Oh, actually. I I did the tutorial, but then. uh... Yeah. I don't know. It. I don't know. I feel like it's it's one of those things where I play it like once or twice and I go, I'm done with that forever. I get it. I get yeah. it. But you know, it's not making me feel anything. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't spark joy. So no, it's not sparking joy at all. Um, so yeah, pretty much everyone barricades themselves in the lodge now. And they uh, have to have a little sleepover because it's too dangerous. And oh, having seen the collar. Um, in Emerson's house, they're convinced that he's the killer, so they're all yeah. basically hiding from him. Wow, what are they doing? Just waiting it out, or they or all what? get to sleep, they're all in bed, and then Thingy gets uh, <laughs> yeah, could you go to sleep? Like, I kept thinking that, especially <laughs> someone's wearing a face mask. I'm like, you'd want to have your wits about you and be able to like 
open yeah, your all... eyes. Oh, they all have weapons as well. Thing is, like, yeah. anyone got any guns? Oh yeah, everyone's got Several guns. And everyone's got. Yeah. And Thank you, like, America. Oh, God, it's only a little one. It's just like a. I don't know what it is. A pistol. Just a teeny tiny one. Just a little. And everyone's like swinging job. the guns around in each of his faces and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's a nice send up of not just America but also like small town America as well. I like yeah. that. Made me laugh. Yeah. And you're right. They all they all go to bed. Um, and again, the touchy feely guy is like, "Oh, Cecil, do you want to?" Uh... Share a bedroom, and is that she's like, no, I'm okay. Oh yeah, he says like, uh, "Would you feel safer if my gun was in your bed or something like?" Yeah, is it really strangely? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) She just goes, goes, "Nope," because when when the dog first gets killed, he goes, "The dog's dead." Bring it in. (laughs) And she was like, "Absolutely not." Ducks underneath him as he goes. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're all they're all in bed, and then the same touchy feely husband, it's his turn yeah. to get slapped off out of bed and out of the room. Um, he's being attacked, and the werewolf has his has his hand off, bites his hand, and off, he gets shot. And then... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the grease monkey woman, whose name is Gwen, yeah, um, Gwen, obviously sees something. She said it moved too fast, so she couldn't see what it was. But you know, you just did a fairly narrow corridor. I'm sure you would have seen something. Um, but she like just starts firing her gun uh, willy nilly at the werewolf uh, and shoots uh, Pete as well. So not only is it he had his hand off, but he's been shot like yeah. where like in the sort of in the chest as well. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. she's like, oh no, no, he said no, no, something, something attacked him. I didn't shoot him. You know, both of those things have happened, and he starts to <laughs> bleed out of this injury. So, but he's he's alive. Um, yeah. So they take him to try and patch him up a little bit. Um, Dr. Ellis this... takes a bit more hair and yeah. She's, yeah. she's got like a weird little scientist setup, and she's got the yeah. spinny tubes on a screen. Yeah. It says like decoding. Yeah. Um, it's like the that machine from the relic. What program that is that? What, DNA have got. <laughs> yeah. what program is that? Oh, yeah. This is uh, Norton's DNA decompiler. <laughs> Just like looking over his shoulder like all oh, like secret scientist D and say I'm doing experiments doing science <laughs> work yeah so she basically is the person who first mentions anything about a werewolf is she says lycanthrope um and luckily a few people there know what that is yeah which is handy is this so is this bit where she they go to get her and she shoots through the door yeah she works yeah. out she's worked <laughs> it out someone else someone else has mentioned werewolves That's so funny. She looks the... through the hole and then she speaks, and the guy goes, "What did that eyeball say?" <laughs> and, and that's the guy that's already mentioned werewolves. So when they're downstairs in the bar, it goes, "Could be a werewolf," and he goes, "Don't be stupid." Yeah. <laughs> and that was when so she fires through the door, but then Parker, the dude who wants to put the pipeline in, oh, goes yeah. in, yeah. and then like basically claims that she killed herself. Yeah, they have a scuffle um, behind the door, and then he comes out going, "Oh no, she shot herself. She was mad." Mad, I tell you. I don't, I don't even Second know what ago. did happen because he could have still done it because he, yeah. he's not Regardless there. of werewolf situation or not, he could have eased it. We don't know what his capabilities are. I mean, he proves later on that he's quite uh, handy. And capable so of attacking yeah. people. Yeah. I, I think my read on it is that, well, we never, we'll never know for sure, but I feel like he killed her because she was trying to keep people out of the room. And the whole... she was the trying to stop the pipeline. Yeah. 
adds, adds a whole kind of new point, layer. It? Like it's, it's supposed to make her suspicious. Um, suspicious. Then they all start pointing the guns at each other in the living room and arguing really loudly. And then Gwen is like playing air guitar as they're like shouting at each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what the outcome of that was. I think they always kind of go, I'm going home. Oh. Finn decides to put the guns away for a time, doesn't he? He's like, okay, come on, we've got to put the... Because this is where he has his speech oh, about yeah. people still being neighbours um, and still, like, you know, you can hate each other tomorrow. Right now, you've got to... You've got to do your best to work together. But things continue to escalate and they continue to argue. This is like when they're having a row where... The craft lady whose name I should look up so I don't have to keep calling her that. She's like, oh, and Pete's had his hand bitten off and he's like, I've had my hand bitten off. And he's obviously covered in painkillers. And he yeah. opened, like he's uh, bringing it up there. Oh, my hand's disappeared thanks to the background. It looks like my hand's off. Did I bring it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, her name is Trisha. So Trisha's like, Pete's hand's been bitten off and, and it, things continue to escalate. And despite... Finn manages to hold them together once, but eventually a number of them do head out where things really start to dissolve and escalate incredibly quickly, right? Hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, one of the tech millionaires gets stabbed in the neck with a... Um, Stabber. What do you call it? It's like to get a sap out of a tree. Yeah, I mean, that's a gruesome way to go because yeah. she what she's like, I really want my craft store. I think she even says that, yeah. So she, she's, she's, she's like, it. Oh, why are you doing this? And it's like, Yeah, she really wants the craft store. So she has now started acting out to because it's really been, yeah, like kind of het up in the fact that this is a some people are claiming that it's people who are going to vote the other way in the. The election for the at this point when everyone started like, killing each other essentially I, this was the point where i was like i bet there's not even going to be a werewolf of it yeah. something's happened where somebody's yeah. set off this chain of events and now everyone started killing each other and it's like well who's the werewolf in the end and like, there wasn't a werewolf we were all the werewolves all along yeah with it's like a freddy krueger moment where thingy <laughs> oh yeah it's like <laughs> taped a load of knives to his fingers so it's yeah, Marcus has made himself a werewolf claw. It's like I am the wolf. <laughs> yeah. He said I'm a full-time werewolf. He's like calling them part-time werewolves because they turn into werewolves and they're not werewolves all the time. I'm the full-time werewolf. Werewolf all the time. But it's quite deadly because he like slashes at uh, Finn at one point. Like he goes, That's this is my work shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just slashes at him, and then it all it all just goes absolutely mad in like this short sequence because so keep me honest guys if i run out here so marcus with his like slashing hand he slashes at them and then runs out of the door where gwen then reverses over him with the car yeah while shouting oh. hurry up to him who she just, <laughs> yeah. run, she just yeah. run over <laughs> um, she's run over and then he is then she is then shot in the cab of the car and killed by some craft lady craft store woman, yeah yeah yeah, so, which so then Cecily yeah, so says, says this town's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then Trisha backs them into the house. Um her <laughs> husband, um, is it Pete? Yeah. Pete yeah, is there with his Pete. hand off. Does he just die on his own? Because he's had a hand off and already been shot, or does something happen to him? Possibly. 
Don't remember. Sure. I think he was getting a bit nuts at this point, wasn't he? He was getting um, a bit nuts. So Trisha has them held up. And at that point, um, so Joachim um, bashes her head in while they're, while they're backed up and Finn's trying to calm her down. Joachim bashes her with a poker and she yeah. sort of falls to her knees and goes, is she going to be all right? And she might be, and she falls into the fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Joachim, at this point, is like saying that it's um, Cecily because she's the seventh born or something like that. Is that what he says? Or is it oh, else yeah. She's the she's seventh born. Yeah. So he's like calling yeah. upon some like old legend that he heard growing up. Um, <laughs> and he pretty much says it's her. And I think this is when Parker goes a bit nuts. Parker has, with, Parker has with turned like up a... dressed as Van Helsing. I guess yeah, the point yeah. that we've missed over is before that the few people that stayed at the guest house ventured back outside. Um, for a minute, Cecily even appears to suspect Finn because he points a knife at that he she finds like a number of, oh, yeah. a number of newspaper cuttings that say about murders that have occurred in a couple of parks that he's allegedly visited he holds and the he, knife out in a weird way he's almost he like it, it, but he's like because it smells yeah. I think oh, yeah, he, he right. pulls a face and he's like that and i think yeah, it's, me- it's right. meant to look quite sinister but then he's like smell that it smells of diesel <laughs> so they found that in parker's room um yeah. fast forward back to where we were because we've we've gone back a little bit but so then parker now dressed as van helsing has turned up with like a set of crossbow bolts he deals with the Joachim situation who has Cecily held up and he almost hits um, he almost hits Finn but then shoots Joachim with his crossbow bolt Um, and then he grabs Cecily and tries to tempt Finn out because he thinks that Finn is the like the antagonist because he also found a diesel-covered knife in his room. Yeah, yeah. All these diesel-covered knives, man. It's confusing. Basically, the whole situation is, at the moment, it's just nuts, where it's just trying to drop in as many, like, clues to what could be the final reveal. Yeah, and so no, one, gonna... no one trusts each other. Um, thankfully for Finn, Joachim isn't quite dead, and he shoots, like, the sort of phallic gas tank Oh yeah, and there's a sneaky oh, yeah. budget uh, thing going on here where it cuts to very, very yeah. far off the mountain. We just got like a little uh, muzzle flash sort of. Effect. I like that, eh? Yeah, it's it's really smart. I mean, it's smart because it kind of it shows like the wilderness as well, like how far away they are from people. Yeah. Like all this crazy stuff happening, and not that far away, no one would ever know. Yeah, yeah. a big, big kaboom, which is enough to take care of Parker. Finn has shielded Cecily. Joaquin goes on to die, and they have survived. And the power comes back on. Yeah. And they've bloody done it. They've made it. And there were bloody no werewolves it. within at all. Everything is happy. Yeah. Yeah. They go back to the lovely bar, and they go. Let's just enjoy the rest of our day. Yeah. Finn's worried he's about to die because you know he's I've been I've been terribly injured. Um, you know, I she's like, no, you're not gonna die. You saved me. That's uh, you know, it'll be all right. Just hang in there. I'll go and I'll go and get something to help you out. Just then he gets a bit, then he gets a bit better and starts to wander around. And we hear a familiar sort of text message sound that we've heard at another point in the film. 
Yeah, yeah. The prologue. Uh, yeah, right. prologue. The yeah. prologue. Right. Uh, when he goes into a room, he finds loads of packages as well that have obviously been not been given to their uh including the um the uh what was it the fuel injector the fuel injector yeah mm-hmm. yeah so heartbreaking like, reveal right heartbreaking like... reveal an id as well uh, a yeah. postal worker id which belonged to that guy was his name dave dave the so this is the the hotel owner's husband that vanished so it's gone back that far right yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's the reveal. Obviously, isn't oh, Cecily is the werewolf, uh, and then she immediately transforms. She they talk for a little while first. They're trying to. We also get the kind of she kind of deconstructs the character she's been so far. Like she yeah. kind of walks back on a lot of the things that we liked about her. Yeah. Um, I, this is I think this is insult to injury. It makes it even makes it feel even worse. So like, oh, can't you be a werewolf but still have genuinely liked him? That would yeah. like be so painful. Yeah. It's like when you meet someone and you think they're awesome, and then suddenly, after a few weeks, a, a certain character trait comes out, and you're like, hang on a minute, maybe this is just a maybe I can get over this. Maybe I can see past it. And then yeah. no, as time yeah, goes you, on, absolutely not. Meet someone wonderful, and then, like, you know, you're having the greatest day. You know, you've, re- you know, maybe just said you love you for the first time, and they spit on a homeless person or something. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> do it then. What, 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 me? Yeah, you go on. I've done it. It's tradition. Tradition is part of the world. Now punch him. <laughs> now punch him. I'll do it then. I'll punch you. Yeah. yeah, pretty much that. That's how you feel. It is a bit of a gut punch where you're just like, out of everybody, you know, I think even if it turned out to be Finn, I'd probably be less kind of devastated than, than it did when it turned out to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sicily. 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 <laughs> and you're right. Book. She she kind of walks back on all those things and says, like, oh too good to you be know, true. Uh, you know, it is too good to be true. You genuinely think that someone's gonna be turned on by your like camping in Yellowstone stories and you being like criminally nice and she almost sort of shares that it's frustrating that you're so nice that it was so close I could have had them all kill each other and then I could have you know a girl's got to eat I think she exactly says like I could have had them out here in the ice I could have eaten right until spring but you had to be you know pathologically nice and Mm -hmm. stop them from killing each other and save the day and now it's now it's trouble. And I still wasn't sure that she wasn't going to say, oh, do you want to be a werewolf then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, does a, he does a nice monologue here where he kind of says, like, it's not bad to be nice. I know I'm nice, but, you know, this is yeah. why. And it's not actually, yeah, it's not all that bad. So and screw nice. you. And then she transforms and he goes, oh, heavens. <laughs> <laughs> the transform, it reminded me of, like, I don't know, you know, when a character from Buffy like reveals himself to that's be that's what I thought it was a little bit t- I was going to ask about the transformation what you guys thought about it I thought it was a little bit TV and I guess that's the budget thing because so far we hadn't seen anything and I thought there isn't enough budget here for special effects really yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was a bit it, TV but I also felt like I didn't want a massive long overdrawn ridiculous over the top bit late in the game for that for yeah a, it, felt, it felt like we yeah. should have just I, I wanted something different but and it was different but did it did it work for me? Maybe not. 
I don't know. I didn't feel, yeah. especially there was a bit where he's hiding around the corner and she's just walking around. I was like, did I feel as much of a threat from her? Yeah, I, I, I see mm. what you mean. I wasn't offended by the transformation. I didn't <laughs> think it was, I don't think it was awful. Um, and I haven't seen any Buffy for a while. In my mind, Buffy transformations are when people are vampires, they just have slightly frownier eyebrows. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. If you're a vampire, you've got a real sneer on you, maybe a little scrunched up nose. I think if you're a werewolf, you just get yellow eyes and teeth. I did think that's what they were going to go for uh, in this, just just long Not teeth. Full transformation. I would have been fine with. Um, yeah, I'd been fine with. Had, that, what are the wolves like in um, what we do in the shadows? Do they turn into proper wolves? I don't think you really see very much, do you? When they turn into werewolves, it's kind of like the camera running away, isn't it? I don't. Think yeah, I only, see I only really there. think of seeing them as like you know people in like duffel coats and stuff. There, like, I'm, look, I'm looking out. at. I'm looking at some werewolves, uh, some Cecily werewolves within concept art. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty yeah. good right now. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the. I'll put a little link in the old chat. Like PlayStation Two game Primal. Oh yeah, Primal. I remember that. Yeah. That does look pretty yeah. cool. The, uh, it didn't need. It, as I said, it didn't need a super over the top transformation, but I don't know something about it didn't quite satisfy it was either like they either had to go all the way or they had to do almost nothing and it felt like mm -hmm. they kind of got stuck stuck in that sort of middle ground i feel like this vampire this not this vampire i was about to show him my hand earlier here it feels like that werewolf would fit with the vampires from 30 days of night with the they, they, yeah it feels like yeah. The, those yeah. designs would work yeah yeah Definitely. But we get we get this we get this transformation, and then one of your favourites, Ben, a Home Alone moment. She gets snow shoveled by a, by a, by a neighbour <laughs> oh, yeah. who thought was a bad man. Turns up way too late in the day, dude. I know you saved my life, oh. but way too late. Uh, yeah, so he shovels her in the noggin. Uh, well, it doesn't Finn have a bit of a fight with her first and he has hide and then I'm not sure if he turns up axes. she turns up is it before or after the axes because I think he knocks her he knocks her down with the spade and it's like we get yeah. like a I was just being then she's actually fine and she attacks him and throws him and I think that's when Finn grabs the axes that he learned to throw earlier hmm. um, and then obviously they take her out to a degree but then I think we think she's dead but then she makes a final attack. There's quite a good line here, obviously, where they're talking about going back to the lodge and getting Janine to make them a sandwich. Ah, uh, um, yeah, that's before. So we, he he throws the axes that don't actually get her. She sort of pins him down, and then he gets her in the neck with a snow with a snowshoe. Yeah. Um, and then they're talking about oh, so we've done it, and we see in the background Cecily is struggling back up. As she, they talk about as you say, Ben. Oh, we can go back and get Janine to make us a sandwich just as, like, Cecily dives through the air to land on them before being blown away um, with a with a shotgun blast. And then who should be the one firing the gun? But our old friend Janine. Make your own damn sandwich. Where did Janine go? She, oh, yeah, after the party, she just went to bed or something. They told her to... When they, when they heard some noises in the house, they told her to stay like go and lock yourself in your room so she was just at the house i'm assuming she just came out and saved the day yeah. and cecily isn't like uh she doesn't appear to be uh an overly supernatural 
werewolf. You don't need silver bullets or anything to kill her. It appears she is just like an animal that if you bash with enough snow shovels and snowshoes and shotgun shots, then that'll be enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Thingy got bit there, didn't he? Emerson. So I feel like he is going to turn into a werewolf. Yeah, I did wonder that, but then oh, yeah. then I wondered, is that is that part of the mythos that doesn't come into it? Because like she also died without magic. So I guess they, yeah. if they wanted a sequel, then you could go yeah. back and do that. The rules aren't established, and I guess they're not all that important, are they? Yeah. Which is nice. But yeah, that's it. But I was very, I was very sad. Cecily turned out to be the thing. I would have just liked it to be a nice story about a nice man. I don't, I don't remember what the credit song was, but there was a beautiful harmony. Uh, there's like a man and a woman singing in the credit song. I'm gonna have to listen to that again because uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then that's yeah, that's it. So uh, I've got a bit of name game if you guys are ready. Always. Mm-hmm. So the first one, a uh, very similar film. This one was a, a feature adaptation of a video game uh, based on an old English poem um, starring Ray Winston. <laughs> starring Ray Winston? <laughs> Is it Ray Winston? I think oh, oh, no. Um, Beowulf's yes. begin. Where Beowulf's within. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, it's very good. So, we want a adaptation of a video game where werewolves attack a small town, and uh, one of them is super drunk on alcohol made from juniper berries. Werewolves, werewolves with, with gin. gin. Werewolves, werewolves with, gin. with gin. I wasn't too sure if you'd know the juniper berry thing. I think everyone everyone does. Isn't that just? Um, doesn't you make gin? We did a gin making contest once, and basically you just had to dump some juniper ber- berries yeah. in some vodka, and that's gin now legally. Yeah. I think I did the same. <laughs> Mine tasted like hairspray. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Lovely VO five. Uh, another one here: feature adaptation of a video game where werewolves attack a small town, and they arrive with the guy from the office who fancies a receptionist. Where was with Jim? Oh, Tim! It's, I was going for Jim, but yeah, it, the UK one is Tim. I mean, that says a lot about which is your preferred office. Yeah. I've never seen the American Office. Oh, it's one of the best sitcoms ever made. It's so good. Oh, duh. sorry. Um, <laughs> next one. Uh, feature said a video game. Werewolves attack a small town with great jokes that make people smile. Werewolves with grin. Werewolves with grin. Uh, and last one here, feature adaptation of the video game where werewolves attack a small town uh, with with Bruce Campbell, but he only wants to be referred to by his nickname. Werewolves with chin. Werewolves with chin. <laughs> well done. Five out of five. Nailed it. <laughs> Hell some yes. Good name game. That Need was to... a good name game. It was quick fire. <laughs> Need to rate the movie. Someone go first. Uh, well, I just feel like I'm just looking <laughs> at his B minuses. Score. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only B minus again. I'm gonna go with um, a B plus. Um, I feel like I'm, I would enjoy this film more with repeat watches. It's like the little bits of the line, the dialogue, and stuff that I caught on this watch. I really, really enjoyed. Um, it's. Like I said, the sense of humour is just so silly. And 
I, I feel like it really kind of struck a chord with me. Um, I, I feel like maybe like the third act maybe doesn't come to, it goes a bit mental, a bit quick. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know if it comes together quite uh, in the right way. Uh, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, and I feel like I would be ha- I would happily watch it again. It feels like it could become a comfort movie. It's one of those that it's just enjoyable to hang around with those characters being crazy. Yeah. B plus. Uh, I, I might go a little. <laughs> I might go a little bit less just because right. So I haven't seen Scare Me. So this is my first instance of watching a Josh Rubin movie. So I'm just going to base it on its merits for, I mean, it's a great, I thought it was a great comedy. I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't sure how it worked for me as a horror. And as I said, that final third of the movie, like the third act, mm-hmm. I did find myself a bit like, wait, what? And like getting a bit lost and maybe almost like my attention, it wasn't keeping my attention as well as it did in the first opening parts. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go just for a C plus, but it's definitely one of those movies I would like to see again at some point in the future, just to see. Now I know what the twist is in a similar way to the village. Now, you know, the twists, watch the movie again from a different viewpoint. I'd like to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for a C plus with this one, but could be more eventually. Who knows? Oh, I was really torn. I'm, I was probably sitting, um, no one can ever give anything a B minus again. We've, we've overplayed it in the last couple of weeks. But I feel like I kind of have an opinion that's between the two of you. I think that maybe when I was watching it, it didn't grab me as much as some of those other examples. And they're not all horror examples. I don't think it grabbed me quite as hard as the things like... Um, like Knives Out or like the Wolf of Snow Hollow, which I think I immediately was really into Mm. when I watched it last year. But I also see Luke's point as well of how it's incredibly quickly paced. And I think the dialogue was incredibly sharp and I just really liked the humour that it has about it. Mm. Um, So and I think I probably would stand to watch it again. It would be something that I could put on again and get different things out of. So I think having talked to you two about it today, I'm going to go more towards Luke's direction and give this a B. I think I'm, and I, and I think I'm going to watch this again and that will cement that rating because everyone in it is incredibly likable and much like you and your Clive Barker, Barker Renaissance predictions, Luke, yeah. I think we'll see a lot come from a lot of the people in yeah. this in this movie you know particularly the two leads and i think we're going to see a lot more from from josh rubin in the coming years as well i wonder what he's got going on i didn't realize but he's from the the college humor crowd I don't know, did you used to watch college humor videos back in the day yeah some of them for yeah. sure yeah um i don't know what what's what's got an imdb so a quick look we while you're looking up, I know we exchanged a couple of tweets when this movie was being promoted. I mean, if we can one of these days, if you're listening, Josh, or your marketing team, come and talk to us about what you're coming up, what you got coming up. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. To know. Um nothing nothing on IMDB, so hopefully something in the works. Mm. Be interesting. Um, I think this has been fairly well received. I mean, you look at the, what did you say, Luke, when you looked at the ratings of in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes critics and yeah, yeah, and things. So, you know, 
And I and I imagine budget-wise, it probably, as is with all horror, right? It's usually quite frugal, frugally spent. So um, hopefully, it's done well enough, and we'll see him pick up some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so next week, we are doing. Um, what are we doing next week? Life Force next week. Life Force. Already? Toby Hooper's Life Force. Yeah. Flying guys, through August. Have you guys seen Life Force before? A long time ago. Jean Luc Picard yeah, and his space seen. vampires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this would be interesting. <laughs> It'd be funny. I watched have it you not seen too, it? Yeah, last year or so. It's a, it's a, it's a movie. Oh, it's my goodness. Be very interesting. So Is it a B minus? We will find out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to follow us all on Twitter um, at Ben underscore Errington. Yes. Is it is is that just so you just know Ben underscore Errington. And his changed is. <laughs> So Andrew Turner, writer, or no, it's it's, <laughs> it's uh, at NDCT writes. Yes, around about that. Yeah. yeah. And what's yours? LukeConderTheWriter.com forward slash <laughs> at HTTPS colon slash slash. Have that in there. Uh, at Luke of Condor. That's Condor with a K. And, um, you know, we've had some lovely messages on the Twitters recently about a couple of people that discovered our nonsense um if that is you and you've discovered our nonsense if you want to suggest a film <laughs> get in touch drop us a little thing that hashtag horror hangout that's a thing you can do we'll find it we'll find yeah. it yeah exactly hashtag horror hangout or at hawk and cleaver across all the social platforms all of them uh give us some love well maybe we'll read out because we've had a few recent messages we'll read some of them out on next week's episode and that's good. Uh, chat about how they made us feel yeah spoilers uh, pretty nice <laughs> spoilers you're pretty good man yes there you can go. become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver thanks to Kovach cowman for our theme music thanks to acast for hosting the show uh please leave a review uh and remember to subscribe and join the facebook group horror hangout board of advisors and yeah thanks to ben and andy for being right horror dudes Thank you, you guys. What a pleasure. See you next time. See you soon. Bye. Doodle pip. Doodle pipples. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.